Oh, are we rolling? Should we start? We yeah. need direction, you guys. All right, all right, you know what? This is a new song. I'll be on our new record, yet to be named and fully written. Here we go. And welcome to the first edition of Lay Fire, the podcast, where we bring you the story behind the music in Austin, Texas. I'm AJ Henderson. And this is Mark Goldsmith. We're here today with the Lonesome Heroes, whose latest album, Daydream Western, evokes the vast cosmic nature of the American Southwest. The album also won the Vox Pop Award at the 2011 Independent Music Awards. Well, I burned all my bridges, wore out my lucky jeans. It's my sixth straight sunrise and feeling sort of green. I think it's time we get moving, shine up these highway boots. I declare mountain mornings and western style salute. Our conversation begins with the center of the Lonesome Heroes, couple Landry McMeans and Rich Russell. Landry and I met in a nursing home that we were living in called the Austin Music Co-op, and uh, we converted it into a residential housing co-op for musicians. I moved in on New Year's Eve 2005, to be 2005. And we lived with 25 other musicians, and it was really insane. It was really insane. And then Landry was one of three girls when she moved in, so everyone thought Landry was really cool. So it was really easy for me to get (laughs) voted in. And we actually didn't start playing music together. We started going out before we started playing music together. And the Lonesome Heroes existed before Landry, just for the record. Ooh. So essentially you just... his band popular. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So how was that story? So the Lonesome Heroes, is that your brainchild? Yeah, I always wanted to have a band called the Lonesome Heroes because uh, it's a Leonard Cohen song, a bunch of Lonesome Heroes, which is a, one of my favorite songs. And I had a band in Colorado, but the uh, band didn't want to be called the Lonesome Heroes, so... So, what did they want to be called? We could never decide on a name, so it became me and Shane, because it was me and my friend Shane, and we would play in the garage. Me and Shane are going to go play. But they once got billed as me and Shane. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't that great of a name, I don't know. Now, I find it interesting that um, you kind of went on tour before you were a band. Uh, did you have any songs? Were they mostly improv? Or what, what kind of... Uh, I guess, like, how do you go into that? Do you just say, like, I, I want a tour, so let's just tour? Well, part of living in the Awesome Music Co-op was that it was a quasi-condemned nursing home. So it was in real bad shape. And uh, by the time summertime came, we, we lost our air conditioner. And it's like 100 degrees every day. So we were sleeping on the roof and in the car outside because it's too hot in the building. And then, there, then we got a flea invasion. I mean, there was just a lot of bad scenes going on. So we're like, we're getting out of here. Uh, and so I booked a tour up to New York City. And Landry had never been to New York. So Landry, she joined the band. She started playing dobro. Oh, okay. And so that was sort of, uh, once she's, it didn't really work. We were, we're both songwriters, but it was kind of weird. Like, it was just too dorky with both of us playing acoustic <laughs> guitars, honestly. So then as soon as she picked up the dobro, it was really cool. Yeah, I'd been playing, I think, for like three weeks before we went on our first tour. We had six dates up the East Coast and a lot of camping in between. We we busked on our way, too, and we, one day we made enough money to buy pizza, yeah. and we thought we were really, really going to be really successful. I kept a journal that tour. <laughs> I think that's the only tour I've ever kept a journal. I was like, I'm just going to write one sentence every day, and then there's one that's like, 
We busked for two hours and made $18. <laughs> and we bought a pizza. <laughs> and we got a pizza with it. We were so happy. But anyway. But by the last show of tour, Landry could sing and play at the same time. So yeah. she's a quick learner. It's pretty much been improv the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word improv, but it's not jazzy. Not jazzy. I, I kind of like how it just sounds like 80s movies where you're trying to save your rec center. So you just went on tour to save the place that you were living. You should consider that for your biography. Well, we were actually trying to escape, <laughs> escape the place we were living and the maniacs who lived there. Though there were right. some nice maniacs, too. Landry, let's go back just a moment to when you began playing the dobro. For those unfamiliar with the dobro, a dobro is very similar to an acoustic guitar, but it has a metallic resonator, which kind of gives it a different and unique sound. And in your case, it's electrified. So, Landry, when was the first time you picked up a dobro? Well, we were at the Kerrville Folk Festival um, yeah, in 2005, and our friend Gregory Allen Isakoff, he was there. I, he plays music, too. He's wonderful. But I'd never seen anyone play dobro, like, face-to-face. And he was playing, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, you got to show me how to do that. She was like, let me have that. I was like, show me how to do that. And so he taught me how to tune it, or he tunes to open D, so that's what I do. And she didn't actually have a dobro for a couple years. We just played with uh, an old arch top that we, there's a little metal thing called a riser you can get, which is great. It's 10 bucks. bucks. Five to ten dollars. And you can turn any old crappy guitar into a pretty nice slide style dobro. Yeah. If anyone wants to take up Dobro, that's my advice. Yeah, you don't have to make a huge investment. So once you found the Dobro, is that really what made your band? Well, I always wanted to have... I I moved to Austin from Brooklyn because I wanted to play in a country band. Like I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a country singer. But I didn't exactly know how to play country music. So Landry playing the steel guitar really helped (laughs) to create that vision of almost knowing how to play country music. One of our favorite bands in town is called Little Captain Travis, and uh, they're our, our friend and bandmate now, Gary Newcomb, plays pedal steel in that band, and they were uh, one of our most amazing favorite bands to ever see, because neither one of us conceived of music like that till we saw them, and then we just started trying to sound like that and steal as many of their band members as we can. So now we have two. We have two. So we just need one more. No. <laughs> no. Well. No, I'm set. And they still play, and they're awesome, too. Well, tell us how and why uh, you take a kind of a more a progressive approach to your music. When I looked at your, your page, it says Cosmic American Music, and then first thing came up, Graham Parsons. If you're not a Texas country band, if you don't play yourself like that, if someone asks you, you know, what can you play? Do you do covers? How do you explain to them, this is, this is what we can do? Well, I mean, we, we generally don't play covers because... Both Landry and I are songwriters. Um, we play some friend songs, and we've learned a few. It's always good to have a few good country songs that you know how to play if you're going to play in a place that needs those songs. So we, we play a few covers. I mean, we've, we've sort of had, I think the hard part we've always had is that we're not quite a country band. but as soon, And we used to call our music psychedelic country music because that's kind of what we wanted to make. But the problem is, is people think country music, and then like they, they instantly think of what is popular country music and that's really not what we sound like and not what we want to sound like so it kind of like puts some people are like oh i don't want to hear that and then or we won't meet the expectation of that you know so we kind of like to incorporate indie rock with country and that's i think the cosmic american thing works really well because i mean graham parsons really he really did combine like 
a lot of different genres and make it cohesive, you know, and, and that's sort of what we try and do too. But, you know, we, we're not like obsessed with Graham Parson or the birds, you know, like we like Beck and the flaming lips too, but we also like Hank Williams and stuff like that. You know, we now turn to Nick Lockman, who sometimes joins the lonesome heroes on the upright base. Okay. Well then how do we find Nick here? We found Nick on the side of the road and took him on tour in, in Wyoming, right? Yeah. Well, Nick <laughs> Nick lives in uh, San Marcos, and him and his brother are in a great band called the Crystal Creek Boys, and you also play with Fire in the Pines, and tell, say more bands you're in. This is your chance to be famous. Um, that's pretty much it there, but uh, I was thinking about it and took the route of being a Lonesome Hero super fan and kind of muscled my way into playing with him. It was just convenient. He's He was there, so... Uh, like, and he started playing upright bass, and so we were on tour in Wyoming a couple summers ago, and him and his brother were working in the park, and so we're like, hey, you got to come open for us at the Wart Hotel, which is a really cool place in Jackson, and then we went up to West Yellowstone, and they played, and they would always sit in with us, and this last summer, you were up in the park again, and we had to play a wedding in Montana, so he drove up, borrowed someone's bass, and learned 25 songs in 30 minutes, and then we played for three hours. This seems like a, a, a reoccurring theme. You don't know how to play these instruments, and you're thinking, you know what would be really, really cool is if I played another instrument, and let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of different people, probably about 20 different people have played in our band, and it's kind of always rotating. We have multiple people, because everyone's in 10 bands in this town, except for Landry and I. We're only in this band. Yeah. Ooh. Unless you want to pay Landry a lot of money. Just kidding. So it sounds like you enjoy the road. How do you enjoy the studio? Well, we have balance. to pay to go to the studio, whereas we usually get paid on tour. So, so yeah. I, I don't know which one I like better, but I, it's definitely nice to be on the road. I mean, unfortunately, it's hard to make a living in Austin. So if, if, if we're on the road a lot, we can make enough money to survive and eat every day. And so. you like the Western United States. Well, we, we, have, we started out in an old 78 Volkswagen van. And it was a camper, and we'd just camp out wherever we wanted and cook food in the car and just ramble from town to town and have a really good time. So that's we sort of stayed on that path. We have a newer, bigger van. But, I mean, we, we like to camp out in our car and have our own space. So the west is not too hot in the summertime, and there's tons of beautiful places to go camping. Yeah, so camping. we have a day off. We'll go to a national park or, or some BLM land and just camp out and hang out. And that way you don't spend any money. And it sounds like that's kind of how you, you do your tours. I mean, this is all DIY. We actually have a booking agent now. So I used to do all the booking. We used to, I mean, we didn't even have a computer when we started. We yeah, didn't. Rich got a BlackBerry <laughs> on our second tour in the middle of it. And he just learned how to text a month before that. <laughs> and then was like, I got to get so a BlackBerry. So we're like this driving in the... Awesome. <laughs> but we couldn't plug the cell phone in because there was no not enough power in the Volkswagen. So we'd just be driving... I don't know how we went anywhere. I guess we looked at we maps. We had a lot of days in And we made phone calls. I well, don't remember what it was like Our pace had... was just a lot slower since the Volkswagen can only go like an average of 45 to 50 miles an hour over long drives. Like we kind of had to route our tours based on the terrain. So it's kind of a huge reason why we ended up a lot of places we did. Like Laramie, we had to Wyoming. Drive, we had to drive around the Rockies because the car rare, wouldn't make really it over them. rural places so. that, I don't know, either just had a better route or something so i mean we, we love being on the road it's like a never-ending road trip you know but now we're slaves to the road because right 
yeah, we used to have a lot more days off in between shows. Now it's more shows with very few days off. We're, we've been we used to go. We used to like play shows so we could go camping and make enough money. And now it's we play shows so someday we can have time off and go camping. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it got backwards. Okay, now um, being on two eighty seven, that's kind of interesting because a lot of those places are just really rural areas that don't have a lot of people that just go out for specific things um well, well we've gotten wyoming better especially over the years. one every person in each town in wyoming knows at least one person in every other town in wyoming <laughs> so you just gotta know like one or two people and then they can call everyone in the next town but i don't know word of mouth really works there still yeah well i mean the the reason we toured the whole length of highway 287 was she wrote that song because we would spend every 4th of July will always just end up being somewhere along that highway because it's really nice. And then we just, it was so easy because we always take Highway 287 to get to the mountains. It's like the fastest, nicest, prettiest road. And so we already knew like 30 places to play that were on that highway. And so then we just had to look back to Beaumont and a little bit further up in Montana. And so we thought like, you know, sort of let's see America and uh, drive a little one lane road instead of because I mean, I hate being on I-35. Like I can't imagine like doing a tour of I-35. That would be the worst, ugliest tour in the world. Well, what are some of your highlights then from your Highway 287 tour? Well, the coolest place we played on that tour was we played a museum in Boys City. Okay, good. I was hoping Oklahoma. that's what you're going to say. That's and what I was going to say. It's <laughs> like a museum of the local town and the town is maybe... 300 people in it and so it's just all the artifacts of everyone that's lived there and so it's it's, it's a, muse- a living museum of this town and it was one of the worst places during the dust bowl like the whole everything blew away and it was just a vacant wasteland but they have tra- like 100 tractors and quilts yeah. and this lady's wig and this lady's well you walk in and you're like wow is this a vintage store this looks awesome and then you're like whoa now it's a museum and it's just like some of the coolest things. They have a giant dinosaur that's like 30 feet high. And so we played in, there's like a little church in in the museum. So we played there for, for the town. And we were on the cover of the newspaper, which is like a very small local newspaper. Our picture huge on it. It was it was a pretty funny. There article. was one person in the audience that wasn't over the age of seventy five, yeah, and she was like people there, and about all six 75. years old. <laughs> and it was awesome, but they really had no idea what to make of it. They like, didn't we know were... what to do after we finished the song. They're kind of like, do we, do we clap? So it'd be like a twenty second hesitation, and then kind of a trickle. It was but, so fun. It was I mean, so fun for for me. I love to play anywhere that's not a bar because we play a lot of bars at night and what do you you only get the same people you know people who like to go to bars and like to stay out late but if we can play somewhere you know that's earlier and you get a mixed crowd like kids to old people it's amazing everybody likes music they just not everybody wants to go to a bar yeah so anytime we can play in a museum or an art space or something like that we'll do it you know sounded really good in there too you want to say anything back there? Yeah, like, let's it's get, like, get uh, a mic on Nick. <laughs> what it's like uh, playing with these guys. Uh, What's yeah. it like playing with these guys? It's uh, You only remember maybe a quarter of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's a blast. These guys are, um, you know, as, as fun as they are to listen to, they're just as much fun to hang out with. And The first time I ever saw them play was actually in the woods on a stage. Uh, there was a party in the woods down outside of San Marcos. 
Um, I remember just being blown away by the, by them. So I was like, someday I'll figure out a way to play with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you know doing doing the things up in uh, in Yellowstone got them a slot playing playing at the uh, Yellowstone Talent Show because one of the locations couldn't come up with any material, so there was an open you know, 20 minute window where, well, it's like, oh, we got a touring band. Why don't they play it? And so they isn't, rocked it. And it isn't that great. just for employees? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I remember working we, at Yellowstone We didn't win correctly. the talent show. We weren't even in it. <laughs> yeah. we were no- but we got to play in Yellowstone Lodge, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. And for the record, uh, we got second. My brother and I got second. So. <laughs> oh. They were the best. Though. They should have won. It was rigged. It was, <laughs> it was rigged. totally rigged. So we're going to hear some new music. What do you have for us today? We have a brand new song that we just that I wrote like I don't know a month ago that we're gonna play, and another new one that'll be on our new record. And we just just for sure decided that we are making a new record in Austin here in March. And our friend Gary Newcomb, who produced the last record, is gonna play and produce this record again. So we're pretty excited. Yeah. So we're actually in the process of trying to write a whole record in very quickly. Yeah, it'll probably be out like it'll be out in time for summer. summer. Any themes you want to tackle on this new one, or just playing it loose? We just always have the same theme, driving <laughs> west. West. So it's not going to be a theme album? No, I, I would love to do that. Uh, you know the Charm of the Highway Strip, Magnetic Fields record? It's like all songs about the highway. I think it's like the best record ever, but he already did it. And mm-hmm. Stephen Merritt's like the best songwriter ever, so I'm not going to try and copy him. Yeah. Where Where can people find your music? We're all over the... Information Superhighway. You the can interwebs. Google our name, The Lonesome Heroes, or thelonesomeheroes.com. Yeah, the Lonesome. We're on Facebook, Twitter, all those things. Great, Rich. Well, let's let's get to some music. Here's a brand new song called Western Wind from our new record.
song oh wait oh, God. okay pulling it together don't listen to me <laughs> here's a here's another song that's gonna be on our new record uh this one is about the long drive from tulsa back to austin and uh it's inspired by our friend ramsey midwood and his band who play at the white horse every tuesday and they're really awesome so it's kind of in the style of ramsey midwood and i just want to give him a shout out because i love his band all right hit it boy okay here we go one Two, one, two, three. Well, I burned all my bridges, wore out my lucky jeans. It's my sixth straight sunrise, and I'm feeling sort of green. I think it's time we get moving. Shine up these highway boots I need clear mountain mornings And western style saloon After ten years hard travel So many crummy bars I got a driveway full of car Graveyard of rusty songs I think that I've been getting older Wearing my tires thin I need a western-facing highway and a town to start over again. Start it over. Crooked and the highway's grown thin It's been eight hours from Tulsa Don't know when these ferries end I got to keep my engine running Fill up this old horse again Wish I could borrow Larry's ladder And put my troubles to an end 
Well, I ran all the tolls, wore out my lucky jokes My tuxedo's at the cleaners, can't rely on your good looks It seems the party's winding down, I'm just about to begin And then Dennis marches over with the whiskey and a devilish grin Jeans. It's my sixth straight sunrise and I'm feeling sort of green I think it's time we get moving Shine up these highway boots I did clear mountain mornings and western style saloons I did clear mountain mornings and western style saloons Thank you so much for joining us, Lonesome Heroes. Be sure to check out thelonesomeheroes.com and find them on Facebook. Their latest album is called Daydream Western. This has been the LaFire Podcast with your hosts, Mark Goldsmith and A.J. Henderson. LaFire is produced by Sarah Herndon, videography by Ismail Tapia. Thank you for listening, and as always, you can find more stories from the Austin music scene at LaFire.com.